What's up, Magic fans? This is Mackenzie Thurkill of the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from my favorite guys across the pond at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Geraint, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! What's up, Magic fans? Welcome to Penny to Your Thoughts, Orlando Magic UK's weekly podcast. This is episode 78. As always, well, always, we've had a couple of weeks where we haven't had the usual crew on, haven't we? Uh, so yeah. I'm joined by my good friends, uh, Mr. Mikey Clark and Paul Bacon. Um, I'll come to Paul first. How are we, Paul? Very well, my friend. Very well, thank you. Good to be back. I've missed a couple. You have. You have. No, it's good to have you back, mate. Uh, Mikey, you all right, mate? All good, mate. Uh, Paul Paul might be away next week. Might you, you might not be on next week's episode. Now you're back on the injury report. Oh, hey. mate. Yes, uh, yes. Two weeks ago, as you know. Um, two, three, sorry, three weeks ago it would be. Yes, I uh, told you about walking into the sofa and breaking my uh, little toe on the right foot. Well, uh, on Monday, we were out walking, and the right foot, I have um, managed to trip myself up over a um, fallen branch and have uh, rolled the right ankle. So not only am I wandering around with a very painful little toe still, I've also wandering around in circles because I can't go straight at the minute um, because my right ankle is uh, bruised and swollen. So, yeah, I've done well, really. I've heard this nickname, Calamity, haven't I? <laughs> you know, this, oh, week, this week, when I do the old little name tags that go up on YouTube, I'm going to check yours is going to be Calamity this week. It's good to have you back. The fence wasn't as explosive as I was yesterday. <laughs> Gosh, we're not going there. Those in the Twitter group, they know what that's about. No, no, don't, don't, don't go there. <laughs> we're not going there, but the ones in the Twitter group know all about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there we go. There we go. No, it's good to have you back, though. And, um, yeah, let's get cracking. So, before I start, a quick affiliate plug. Please support today's episode. Visit the official NBA store, EU or Fanatics, using our affiliate links in the description of the podcast. Shop the latest NBA gear, including Orlando Magic merchandise, including jerseys, shorts, and T-shirts, available with international delivery. Uh, please use our code MAGICUK10 at the checkout for 10% off your entire order or any discounts that are live on the website, which may be more than the 10% we can provide you. Uh, please note some exclusions may apply, uh, and you can find all our links on our website, orlandomagicuk.com. Com, which Mikey, in fairness, I've got to bring it up, has given a bit of a revamp and um, changed the colours a little bit, haven't you, mate? Yeah, just looks a lot just, better now. Just freshening things up. Just thought I'd uh, tie our colours in with the magic a little bit more. Yeah, I like it a lot. Quality. Um, <laughs> and, and on that note, actually, the magic moments um, season is coming to its end. We've only got uh, four, four or five games um, left to be um, updated. You know, the four to follow um, after this episode and the one from last night. So, um, looks like it's a three-horse race, but who knows? People may forget to put their entries in. Um, so, there we go. 
And <laughs> um, those that so, do pull right. them in may be awful. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't believe how many people get n- n- oh out of five. Because I was updating it on Thursday night and there's so many people sometimes they get oh out of five. Shocking. Yeah, I've been there, done anyway, that. Anyway, but... Yeah, that's because that's you put yeah. questions that aren't the right ones sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, uh, yeah, question three has been a problem this week, hasn't it? Because I just quick edit. Yeah, there we go. Never mind. Never mind. Um, so, a bit of magic news. Um, last night's game, Franz Wagner wasn't able to finish or play beyond the first minute uh, against the Toronto Raptors after spraining his ankle in the first minute of the game. Um, we haven't heard... Yeah, we haven't heard any more as we record uh, on the severity of it. So we just uh, cross our fingers and, and hope it's good news. And, you know, I'm hoping that he can finish the season and, and you know, get that Iron Man, you know, playing 82 games uh, in, in his rookie year. That'd be quality. Um, second bit of news the Magic signed Devin Kennedy to a 10 day contract on Thursday. So we should get to see Devin play some of the final games of the season. Um, any thoughts on that, guys? Paul? Well, I think it's um, it's one of them stories that you're just really pleased to see. You know, the guy came in for his last season um, and had his best game for us the game before he got injured. Um, her- horrific injury. You've got to feel for the guy who's worked so hard to get back. Um and he's been he's got his chance, and I think the Magic have done the right thing in that they've they've given him another chance. I'm pleased that we have actually gone out and, and brought him in. Um, let's be fair, Jeff Doubting probably didn't light up the world in his games with us. Um, it's a shame to see somebody not um, come into a good situation to show to showcase talents at the moment, perhaps. Um, but for Devon. You know, you you've got to hope that he can grab this opportunity, score a few points as he as he did last night, um, knock down the three to just show that he's got that perimeter shooting that we are still in desperate need of, um, and that he's he's worth another look. So yeah, I'm I'm delighted for the guy, and I really hope he gets the success he deserves. Uh, he's an inspiration. Yeah. Mikey, anything to add to that? Uh, just echo what Paul said, really. He's he's uh, got his opportunities, worked hard over the last year to get himself back into, uh, back up to full fitness and back out on the floor. He's had a really, really good season for Lakeland. He's been putting up some really, really nice numbers in the G League. Um, and personally, I would like to see Devin possibly take one of those two-way spots next season. Um, because I think with his three sh- three point shooting ability, I think that's he's certainly somebody that could help us next year on a two way deal as well. Um, obviously, if you can keep him keep him with Lakeland as well and keep keep helping them out. But yeah, I mean that this is kind of what we're going to be doing the, the last three four games of the season, giving uh, some of these not lesser players. It's not the term I want to use, but players towards the end of the bench, players that want an opportunity to showcase what they can do. Now they've got the chance to do it and uh, it's good to see Devin back out on the floor. It is exactly what Coach Mosley said he was going to do, isn't it? That we were going to, after All-Star, he said that we were going to see different rotations, we were going to see different lineups on the floor and he was going to experiment and see what we'd got. 
and that's exactly what he's done. Um, yeah. And he's certainly not helped, not hurt the uh, standings, has it? <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. <laughs> Very well put. Um, so, in the last week, rumours have been swirling that Donovan Mitchell isn't a happy, a happy camper in Salt Lake City. Um, and if the Utah Jazz aren't very successful this playoff um, year um, and possibly bounced out in the first round, he could be available in the off season. Um, people have been, you know, putting their thoughts out that maybe a package including Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Isaac, and our first round pick could be something that would tempt Utah to trade Mitchell uh, and possibly a filler like Rudy Gay. Um, any thoughts on acquiring Mitchell and are there any players uh, that are off the table for you, Mikey? We've had this discussion. Well, we had this discussion a little bit last week, didn't we? But we've also had a chat a bit about it in our WhatsApp group. And I said, if any player of, of uh, Donovan Mitchell's ability becomes available, you, you've, you've, got to, you've got to have a look to see what you can get or what you have to give up to get get him because he he's he's a player that's already he's a sure thing you know what you're going to get with Donovan Mitchell he's already a, a, a two-time all-star um yeah. who's one of the be- better scorers in the league um I, I'm just not quite sure I feel like a lot of these rumors are probably coming from Magic fans more than anything I'm not quite sure we're in the right place to make this move right now like I, I said to you guys in the week I feel that with Jamal Mosley and a new coaching staff, we're, we are set up to develop young players. I wouldn't say it would be unfair on Mosley, but I, I, I don't feel that we've got the setup there to go from developing young players to all of a sudden you acquire a star player and then you've got to quickly build around him whilst he's 25, 26 to then push forward this rebuild and and work yourself into contention. Um, In terms of players that I would give up, I I honestly wouldn't take any player off of this roster off of the table. I I don't feel anybody's untouchable. Now, we like players like Franz. We like Markel Foltz and Cole and Jalen. But to me... Are any of those players going to become Donovan Mitchell is the first thing you have to ask yourself. And I feel like as fans, we probably overvalue players more than other teams do because we like them, don't we? We, we like their their personalities and, and how they fit together on the floor. But for me, uh, Donovan Mitchell certainly speeds up your timeline. But in terms of the coaching staff and the way we're set up, I'm not quite sure uh, we're re- we're ready for this sort of move yet. But I would love Donovan Mitchell and the Magic. <laughs> oh, he's the right age, isn't he? Twenty-five fits yeah. in with the timeline. Um, like Mikey, I think it's more a case of um, us having some wishful thinking that we're in that position at this moment. I'm not convinced that we could put a package together that would significantly interest um, Utah to part with a player even if he's unhappy that they would get a return that puts them in a strong position to still be a team that's competing unless they are intending to go into some form of a rebuilding phase at which point then perhaps dropping in this year's pick 
um, becomes very attractive. If there's the opportunity, I think we've got to explore it because personally, I would rather give up this year's pick and get an established player that you know um, what he can produce. You know, twenty. I'm just looking at the moment: twenty-six point one points per game, um, one point five steals a game, five point four assists. You're getting consistency. You know what you're getting. Whereas if you get somebody out of, we've had this discussion before when we've been talking about tanking. Um, yes, it's very nice to get the good lottery odds. It's very nice to get the number one pick and all these sorts of things. But there's no guarantees. There's no guarantee that that person that you're picking is going to be or going to become an established star. So if you've got the, if you've got for me, if you've got the opportunity to get an established star, then it's worth trading that pick um, and pieces that you've got along with it. Um, and I think somebody like. Donovan Mitchell is the star that's then going to be able to attract you a second star in um, that moves you forward. Um, so yeah, I would I would look at anything. I would like would to see. You? I I wouldn't want to. Uh, I'm not going to say I wouldn't part with, but I would hope that we didn't have to part with, say, Franz or Wendell, and obviously okay. Mark potentially. Yeah, but I'm in the same boat anything. with you. I wouldn't rule out anything, man. Yeah, echo what you guys just said there. Um, I, I suppose I think my list of players I'd rather keep probably a bit longer than what you guys say. I don't know. I think like Mark Al, you know, I wouldn't trade him for LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, in his heyday, um, Mark Al's my guy now, isn't he? So. Um, if it's an opportunity to get Donovan, you've got to you've got to look at it. Um, and like what you just said, Paul, there, there's no guarantees with that pick. You could end up with uh, Mike Oliver Candy or uh, Andrea Bagnani or somebody who's you know yeah. not very good um, coming in at the top of the draft. Um, it, it is a crapshoot and it's a lottery. I, I just I just don't think it. it's I just don't think it's that realistic. And and you also got to think right. Do Utah really want to trade Donovan Mitchell, who's 25? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And for me, there's probably other teams out there. And I'm just thinking of a couple off the top yep. of my head. Minnesota, the Pelicans, a couple of teams like that who have already got a star player or two that have got pieces there that they could make moves to to acquire somebody like that as well. I mean, let, let's say the Pelicans, right? That they, they've turned things around a little bit since CJ's gone there. Um, you could trade Zion to, to Utah for Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I'm just making stuff up, but you do something like that. Utah then have a player that they can, a young player that they can build around, but Mitchell already turns the Pelicans into a bigger contender in the West. Like that. How, whether that works on paper, I don't know, but that's just an idea. But I, I do okay. feel like there's other teams that have got more to offer than we have when we've just got essentially a bunch of kids and draft picks. If we're honest, that is that is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, that's, this is exactly where I am, mate. We're, we're, we're not the team that's going to be able to put a replacement star in the mix to be able to get that player back. So uh, I'm not convinced that we're there. We will be eventually. Yeah. 
I know you just mentioned the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, so shout out to them for beating the Los Angeles Lakers last night and uh, making it even more difficult for them to get into the play-in. So, good times indeed. Um, and the Spurs so winning, mate, as well. And the, and the Spurs winning, yeah. We're keeping an eye out on uh, all those matches that really matter to us. And... Um, the LA Lakers losing is certainly top of my list. Um, right, weekly recap then. So we did go 0-4 last week. So uh, I'll just quickly gloss over these uh, results. I can't believe we lost this game for the Sacramento Kings. Well, I, I thought, right, that's my one win for this week. I'm going to get it right on that on um, our prediction. But um wasn't to be. So we lost to the Sacramento Kings 114-110 in overtime. Uh, key contributors, Mo Bamba, 18 points, 13 rebounds. Mark Alfeld, 16 points in 20 minutes. Uh, Moritz Wagner, 15 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists in 19 minutes only. So his per, per 36 for that game would be absolutely brilliant. Um, we then played the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, and lost 107-101. to um, Wendell was probably the key contributor 15 points 12 rebounds uh, but it's, interestingly no starter played more than 28 minutes so that was uh, a theme that we've gotten used to as the week's gone ahead um, we then played in Washington um, we lost 127 to 110 um, Franz Wagner scored 28 points uh, 5 rebounds Markel Fultz 19.7 assists in 21 minutes. Um, and it was a nice shout-out on the broadcast for um, Josh Robbins, I thought, which was a yeah. nice touch for all the work he's done uh, for the Magic and for us as a community. Um, so no props to Josh. Um, and then last night, um, as we touched upon, we lost to the Toronto Raptors, 102-89. Um, Devin Kennedy made his season debut for the Magic, scoring nine points on three of seven from downtown. Um, and Mark Elfold scored 12 points. I'm not saying Mark Elfold so every time just because it's his stats that do jump out in the limited Mate, minutes. You know, I, I am a, Mate, a Mark, it's, Mark it's Al not, Homer, but he's been great, mate. There's, there's no other way to put it. That's either, pal. It's not just his stats. There's, we've said this before, there's so many times that. If you watch a game, if you if you, all you're watching is um, the game recap, the three-minute game recap that the NBA put out, you have no idea what has gone off in that game. You are literally seeing three or four shots. Um, you're not seeing the positional sense that the man has, the, the ability to see the court without any effort at all. The number of times that his defensive presence will force his opponent to have to pass the ball if he's unable to shoot. Or just that little deflection that changes the direction of a pass or prevents you know, um, the ball being fed through for somebody to cut to the basket. It's those little things that do not show up on a box score and they don't show up in the highlight packages. But if you watch the game in full, which, let's be fair, they are hard watchers at the moment, um, it's, it's not easy watching it all the way through. Um, but you see those things and it's that that Markel is producing and uh, his, the, the energy drops as soon as he goes off the court at the end of those 10-minute slots he gets. Yeah, yeah. Mike, anything to add for the thoughts on the week? Uh, like you said, I don't know how we lost that Kings game. I mean, that was 
if they were tanking, that was one hell of a tank <laughs> to finish that game. It was pretty bad yeah. down the stretch. Um, uh, and the last three games, I've literally been watching highlights this week because I've uh, had a busy week at work and doing bits and pieces. Yeah, so, you've been... uh, so uh, yeah, it it was kind of what I expected, really. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's not much to add other than yeah. that. I'm just looking forward to the end of the season, if I'm honest, because... Uh, I, I just hope we're not at this point next season. Uh, there's part of me that thinks we will be. And I think there's a few people that are probably being a little bit optimistic what to expect next year. Um, but man, this sucks. <laughs> I hate losing. It's not yeah. fun, is it? It really is. It is what it is. Like, like no, I literally but- woke up this morning and uh, the first thing I did, I, I, I didn't even bother watching the highlights. I was like, right. We lost. Good, if you could say that. Oh, Houston lost. Not so good. Oh, Detroit won. Happy days. But like that's that's what you're celebrating. Like it's yeah. Uh, and like we said, we're, we're sitting players. That let's be honest. If 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 we were trying to get in the play in or the playoffs, we probably be sub. We probably see Suggs playing. We'd probably see Wendell playing. We'd be playing more competitive. We wouldn't see the likes of Brashdikas playing. And people like that. So yeah, it is what it is at this point. It's the way the, the NBA set up. We've just got to accept it. But yeah, it is I'm checked out. I'll be honest. I've checked out at the end of the season. I'm just sticking the highlights. Like, what's the point? Like, I, I don't know. It's like news, I've got to ask right? You, G. Go on. No, go on, Mikey. Carry on. I, I was just saying, it's, it's just like news. Like, I, I'm just a. I'm. You guys know me. You've known me for a long time. I'm, I'm pretty positive. Um, yeah, it's like watching the news. It's full of negativity, and I can't be bothered to surround myself with stuff like that. And yep. sitting there and wasting an hour and forty minutes of my time watching a team when people want us to lose, I, I just can't. I just can't do it. So there we go. That's just me being real. There we go. Did you watch the game in full G last night? Yeah, the Raptors game. Can you explain that challenge call to me? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've sat there and I've, I, I was absolutely bemused. I just do not understand how you can go from somebody who's collected the ball to, to take his first steps for the layup. So he's clearly in the man, in the process of shooting. Clearly, is fouled. They don't. The decision doesn't get overruled. It's ruled an unsuccessful challenge. But we have to inbound the ball from the side. Because it shouldn't have been. It, they say it was no something some about no call. I just, I had no idea what was happening. There's a lot of problems bizarre. with the officiating and the challenge and everything. And I think it's something they're going to have to look at this off season. Um, it, it's not right, and it's frustrating for all fans. You know, it's not just us, is it? I mean, it's pretty impressive. I said to you earlier on, Mike, didn't I? That yeah. it's really impressive where the officials can upset both teams with one decision. And they, and they managed to do that with that challenge call that they upset the Magic because we didn't get the shots and they upset the Raptors because they lost their timeout and effectively overruled the call but said that they're not doing it. It was so bizarre. So bizarre. But mm-hmm. the, I think the only, the only other positive I can take from last night just was that we saw the Raptors had to play their starters all the way through even against our G League as an end of the bench. Yeah. They had to play they had to bring the starters on to get that W. We pushed them. So that's that's the positive for me. 
never get yeah. I'll find I, something yeah me, me and Paul were having a chat on FaceTime this morning, weren't we, mate? For about I don't know half an hour or so, and uh, and I turned around. And I was like, "Yeah, the the refereeing has been shocking this year. It has been bad this year." And Becky shouts out, "She's like, all right, ba- baby, get right over there." But <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, get get Geraint's rubbed off rubbed off on us over the over the years, and you mate, hey. Well, I, I'm yeah. just teaching you. I'm just teaching you. You are teaching me. Uh, Why? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so just to recap, Orlando at 20 and 58, uh, last in the Eastern Conference and tied with the Houston Rockets for the worst record in the league. Four games to go. Um, now, I know um, Jonathan at the Six Man Show does this and um, I'm not trying to copy him, but let's just run a, a quick uh, same on the tank of Don Wright. So we're currently, you know, first or second tied, dependent on the coin flip. Just press it once. We end up second. Portland pick first, Orlando second, Houston third, and <laughs> the Lakers pick fourth, which is transferred to New Orleans. So happy days. Good to see them not having anything. Um, and Detroit dropped the fifth. So as you said all along, it is a lottery. What will be, I've, will I've be. Run, I've run it three times now. I've done it for the last three days. And I've had a second once, and on the other occasions we've been fifth. Really? Drop, yeah. Do you want me to do one now? Managed to, each time I managed to drop. Yeah, go for it. Fifth. Okay. <laughs> it's really? just one that one that I did um, where we dropped to fifth. New York moved up ten places and got the first pick. They moved up to third in this one. Houston, Houston, Detroit, in New York. It's just rubbish, man. I, I don't know. It just shows. I can't wait till these young players are all all-stars and we're uh, in the NBA Finals. One day. One day. It'll happen. Yeah. One day. Here we go. Right, let's get to our guest section. Right, and it's uh, special guest time now, and I am delighted that this week uh, we've got a, a real friend of mine, uh, Mr. Lewis Hagerman. Uh, who is an ex-Orlando Magic and Charlotte Hornets employee uh, working at the team stores. Um, He now lives in Charlotte with his wife, Anna, and his two children, Gus and Wes. And um, like I said, he's a very good friend of mine. And I think I've probably kept the team uh, store afloat in the mid-noughties there, Lou, uh, for my (laughs) business transactions with you. Um, And we always, um, when you were in Orlando, before you moved to Charlotte, we'd always meet up, have a few beers and uh, have a good catch up. And you even came to my wedding in, in 2017, which was uh, phenomenal. I'm sure we'll touch upon that shortly. How are you, mate? Good to have you on. I, I'm good. I'm good. My wife and I are just now getting sleep. You mentioned one of my sons and uh, he's all of a week old now. So we are getting back into the groove of things uh, with our two-year-old and now our one week old. Amazing. Congratulations, mate. (laughs) Appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I was fishing for it. So thank you, gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody had to buy. Louis, it would have been rude not to. (laughs) And by the way, I'm still shocked at the revelation that G actually has friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've, you've you never thought it was just the two of you, did you? (laughs) We never said you were your friends, though, mate. Awkward. Friends and acquaintances. Pete, which call you friend? friend. <laughs> I would, I would tick friend. Gary's a, Gary's a great dude. We've, uh, man, we've known each other since probably 
07 or 08. I think I remember the first time he walked into a pop-up store we did in the Florida mall. Um, and yeah. he was just asking any and every question that I imagine somebody visiting could, could ask because he wanted any and everything that we had. Um, but I remembered his face and then eventually we became friendly where, you know, we, we know each other by name and, you know, even, uh, mail back and forth to where he had kind of a plug to, to mail him some stuff directly from the arena rather than having to, uh, fiddle around online. Yeah. And, and it was greatly appreciated. Though. <laughs> if it's difficult to get stuff now, just imagine an 08. So. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got it. You've hit the nail on the head there. So, um, well. Paul, do you want to f- kick things off? Yeah, certainly, mate. So it's it's coming back to the to the talking about the team store. Tell us what game day was like for you when you were there at the Amway. Sure, and and again, let me just say I appreciate you guys just making sure to have me on. And um, you know, retail is one of those things that kind of gets overlooked, but I always would say it's like the, the the Marines of marketing. You know, we were the first ones in, first ones out. You know, you, if you see it, that's what kind of triggers your thoughts. So seeing all the gear you guys have on and and in the background is something we're as a retailer proud to have put out there. Um, but it's just kind of overlooked a little bit. So thank you guys for the recognition uh, on that side of the business. Um, Cause it's hard. Um, you know, a lot of times you'd think maybe it's just selling t-shirts and hats, but uh, a game day, we'd get there at nine, nine 30 in the morning, um, kind of start working through our day where we'd uh, get tills counted, get product into the store to restock. Um, I dread nowadays, they didn't used to do back-to-back games, uh, but nowadays when you get back-to-back home games, um, it's an absolute nightmare, especially the, the second game, because you're just scrambling to get the stores restocked because yeah, you, you don't want to have those holes. Holes on the floor are missed sales, so, um, and it just doesn't look good. So uh, we'd be there 9 to 11 or so and just really trying to get as much restock to the main store uh, initially as possible. So we'd kind of work through it throughout the day. I mean... Um, with Amway Center, especially, it allowed us to have a, a team store at the time, which prior to that in Amway Arena, there wasn't a team store or we had a kiosk or, or pop-up shops that we'd do to try and kind of feed the thirst. And a lot of times those were during the playoffs anyway. Um, so so it was nice having a store in a storefront where six days a week people were shopping, but then some game days you're trying to react to what happened the day before or what's happening that night. Um, to just try to get the place back up and running so you can maximize sales. So it's a ton of moving product around, restocking um, and transferring items to different stores based on kind of maybe where we're seeing those sales um, spike. Um, little things like change in displays, you know, say they're wearing a an Icon Edition uniform this night, but they were wearing the yep. association the night before. A lot of times, especially in Charlotte, we wanted to tell something of that color story. So have all of our mannequins wearing teal of some sort, or if it were Orlando having the Dwight Howard mannequin that was in the team store wearing the proper uniform. Um, I'm aging myself out as far as my last time I worked for the magic. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was kind of that. And then doors open around five, five thirty, and you're just constantly going smile on your face, just helping the fans. And then again, restocking as you go, as stuff sells out. Um, if God in Orlando, we, we made a lot of jerseys too. So um, making JJ Reddick's, I think his rookie year, I became an expert at, um, because sometimes those rookies, you just can't order with time to spare and you don't have, um, product in hand immediately. So having that blank inventory in Orlando's great about, um, providing a customized Jersey section. So you guys can get 
two to three different colored jerseys. If you want a Markel Fultz or guy, I thought I had his name right. Isn't there a guy named like Isabuique or you got, you got some weird names on the team right now. I've never seen before. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying Christique. to I was like, man, never even heard of this guy before, but uh, I've been a little removed from the league <laughs> for six months. So I was like, all right, you know, that's just going to be ignorance on, on my part. So, um, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I was trying to go back to my notes here, just kind of stay on topic, but, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just moving constantly and trying to make sure everything's full. Um, you'll get internal requests where they want 20 custom jerseys or, um, you know, Gortat needs a half a dozen to get signed and send to his family. Um, by the side story on that, he wanted, I think a dozen jerseys. I had to go down to the practice court. Uh, my friend at the time, um, who's the equipment manager up here in Charlotte now, Jason Rivera, he, uh, he, he was like, Hey Lou, Gortat needs something. And, um, I think it was just a dozen jerseys, which is easy. The absolute largest hands I've ever shook in my life. This guy's hand was like an Australian spider just enveloping the rest, <laughs> the rest of me. Great guy, though. I mean, hey, Gortat was a genuine, um, what would you say, legend? Is that is that right, Gary? Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, good British terminology um, there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'd say game day is a lot of times, you know, where you're 9 to 10 in the morning and you're getting out of there about 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So, um, you know, first one in, last one out, it's, it's, it's legitimate where you're just busting your hump. Long days, yeah. long days. <laughs> long story short, sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, again, there's also the thing around with the item of the the item of the game. There's yeah. got to be you already alluded to getting stock in, but that yeah, that you, can be an individual item for just that one game. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times it is. You know, you're ordering to get a better price on it, maybe so you can give it a competitive price to the customers. You're ordering 500 or more of those, and Sometimes you're reacting to something that's happening. So it's um, maybe it's a, a team saying that just came about or or uh, just a quick, quick turnaround item. You needed a T-shirt in purple with the logo on it, or in this case, a royal blue, um, you know, just something like that. You'd have to order 500 pieces. And a lot of times it's coming in with a day to spare and you're still tagging the item. You got to set up signage around the arena. Uh, on the digital boards uh, in the store, just so people aren't missing that, making sure you're getting that in-game shout out too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are some of the other wheels you have moving. I mean, luckily we had, um, you know, Nick Long, who's still there, who was very good about coordinating those type of things, uh, as well as a director of the department and then also a uh, full-time person in the warehouse. So there are about four of us who were able to kind of keep the wheels moving with a few different supervisors, but it ultimately came down to six or seven people to get an arena ready before the doors open um, with a lot of, a lot of help from our part-time staff. Cool. I mean, like like you said, it's the first place that I, I, first, first place we go on a game day straight through that door. Uh, We we always enter, we always enter the arena via the shop. And it just makes the best impression too. If it's full and it's new and it's refreshed and, you know, compelling stories, whether it be with displays or or just the product on the wall, um, it makes an impression. It it helps your game night experience. Yeah, my fa- my favorite item of the game is always the one where it's twenty percent or thirty percent off of anything in the store. That's always my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like those near the end of the year. It helps uh, helps move some product, especially 
during a down year, if you're maybe like buying for the number one overall pick, that type of thing. Not you guys, yeah. not you guys. I see why you the, did that. <laughs> I, I had the horrible experience of um, we went to, it would be 2015, and the, we'd been to the opening five home games of the season. Uh, you know, you've got into the store on game one, game two, game three, and you've bought everything that you want. And we arrived on game five, and the item of the game was the whole store was discounted. I cried. You are taking the mick here, surely. <laughs> Last night of the holiday, and everything is 20% off. I'm looking at items I've bought at like another $40 more. Oh, no. Did you have your receipt? Maybe try to exchange it? <laughs> like, I didn't have the I didn't have the items with me, and we were there, we were headed to the airport the next morning. So it was a case of, hey, suck it up and uh, bad luck. You're a good man. That's the type of customer we like who just goes, <laughs> they, be they beat me. It's <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have to accept your feet. <laughs> just bend over it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Mate, no, you were right. You were right. There's <laughs> a, a G-rated show. I apologize. <laughs> Another calamity moment, Paul, wasn't it? Hey? Yes, yeah, it happened before, as we mentioned earlier on. You know, with it the, was. With the, if, if you, you might not be aware, Lewis, but I am the nickname I have is Calamity because I am seriously, seriously accident prone. Um, <laughs> earlier on, we told the story of uh, three weeks ago, I broke uh, the little toe, the outside toe on my right foot, um, just walking into a sofa. Um, <laughs> and this week, uh, the beginning of the week, I also on the on the same right foot. I've managed to roll my ankle, so not only am I hobbling around because I broke the toe, I'm also hobbling around because I've now sprained the ankle quite seriously. It's, it was blind. Hey, that's me all over. <laughs> it's a good it's a good wobble you got going there now. <laughs> Honestly, I'm walking around in circles, pal. <laughs> and we won't share. And we won't share the text message you sent us last night, which is why the uh, game preview didn't oh, go no, up. No, so no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, moving on. So, Lewis, what were some of the uh, like top perks when you were working at the team store, like in terms of like getting your hands on new merch coming in, cool interactions with players and stuff like that? Have you got any stories uh, or things like uh, that you could share with us? I, th I think here and there, um, you know, like obviously we were just talking about discounting stuff as an employee. It's nice that you get a discount across the board, no matter when it is. So when I was in Orlando, it was 40% off anything that was in the store. So uh, I apologize, Paul, uh, if they still have it, I'll give you some emails of people who work there. If you want to try and, you know, make, <laughs> make some friends <laughs> along the way. <laughs> Sabrina might Don't be able to hook it, you up. You know, like, you know, I'll hold you to it. <laughs> I'll tell you after the uh, after we stop recording. Um, yeah, not not in the middle of the recording. There'll be so many emails firing in. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think the coolest thing, and again, this is kind of especially now since Nike's taken over, is is getting a chance to see the City Edition and any other product that's changing for the next season. Um, a lot of people aren't aware, but uh, we're we're ordering stuff for especially Nike probably 10 to 12 months before the tip-off of the next season. Um, so oftentimes we're having a, a team summit in November. 
uh, with all the other retailers so we can all see what the new Nike assortment is, uh, as well as they do like little private meetings where you can kind of see your city edition or any other special jerseys, maybe a classic night or, or a different statement jersey. Um, so just kind of having that insight and being able to see it uh, before everyone else, um, you know, you got to kind of keep your mouth shut and and uh, and and honor the secret. But it's kind of cool knowing something nobody else knows, and and kind of being able able to build a story um, with that. I remember when we had those Mint Buzz City jerseys last year, and I saw it ten months before. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I darn near, uh, I, I mean, I I was at a loss for words. And for me, that's that's something that doesn't often happen. Um, but also too, just being a part of kind of the, the retail marketing, you get to not, I mean, your experience is retail, but you're able to, you know, start having input on how we're going to release a product or if there's a, a cool way to do it. Um, for, for me, my first experience was when we unveiled the new uniforms, I think it was in 2008, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but we did a whole like Dwight Howard, a model running, walking down a runway. And this was, you know, prime time. So you had Turkaloo and Richard Lewis and, and all of those guys, but they're debuting the, uh, the home and away uniforms back then. Uh, and we were selling them on site. It was at a place called the Cheyenne saloon, uh, which I don't know if still there on church street, but being a part of that and then kind of the tease leading up to it. Um, I know I'd come up with a idea of, uh, of doing zoom ins on the jerseys to kind of tease different elements of the uniform without seeing the full Jersey. So having the opportunity to do some of that stuff, uh, was definitely a perk. I mean, part of the job, but, you know, not part of the job that they hired you for, um, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, giving your expertise to, to help out with that. But um, yeah, I would say you get to know the families really well. The players don't often come into the store, um, but families, especially, and I'm probably going to say Dwight Howard's name a couple more times because he was uh, such a big part of the team when I was there. Mm -hmm. uh, but his family, they were some, they were Geraint's level, uh, customers because they <laughs> shopped nonstop. Um, you know, having custom stuff, mama Howard or, or seeing if we had anything with sparkles on it. I know it was popular around then, but you know, just really gaining, getting to where you have kind of a relationship with the family and you're on a first name basis. And, uh, even when Dwight came here to Charlotte a few years ago, the family remembered me. So kind of having, nice. having that relationship was, was cool. And, and just being able to run into, into folks like that. Um, man, I wish we have some crazy stories. Cause we, we were, <laughs> I was a wild man back in my Orlando days, uh, to say the least, but, um, you know, shoot, we had, I remember we had one staff member in the first year at Amway arena and we, <laughs> he would not go get a haircut to save his life. And, uh, he said, if I brought Clippers in, he'd let me shave his head. So <laughs> as a team building thing, <laughs> we brought some Clippers in and in the back hallway of that team store on a game day, all of us got a swipe and he had a nice clean cut by the end of it. He, he, he was okay with it. It was approved by him, but, uh, <laughs> it was, that was, that was, you know, we had a lot of fun, um, really good team there. You guys have had Dan Durham on before. Um, yeah. that guy was, was my top guy when we were looking for supervisors, um, I, I, I was like, I want him. I didn't want anyone else. Um, he was my guy. Um, and we had a lot of hardworking folks that really kind of got it, um, that, that year. Um, and then the year after, um, uh, we were really all invested into uh, just making, making sure it succeeded. We were so proud of having this, this store finally, and, and really having something proper to represent the, um, 
represent the team. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. Um, so tell us about some complexities sort of uh, you face as a team store in comparison to you know what's available online. Um, perhaps you know you, you can mention the authentic jerseys. You know, I, I was always one that wanted the most expensive jersey, wouldn't I? Um, and, and maybe you know <laughs> products that aren't available on the you know they wear on the court, but not available to the fan. Sure. Um, well, the, once Nike took over, things got a little bit, I don't want to say difficult, unique, um, especially if you're a smaller market team, which Charlotte and Orlando have kind of fallen into um, with that. So you'd see a team like the Lakers or a team like the Celtics, they they kind of get most of the product you see yeah. um, because it's other people who are buying it. So when it comes to a team like the Magic um, or or with the Hornets, they they're the only ones oftentimes buying it because there is an interest at the time. Now that that has changed, especially up here in Charlotte, that's significantly changed, but um, you know, you're still chasing products. So minimum quantities when Adidas was there for anything under Adidas. And and I bring up Adidas or Nike because those are the on court or at the time where, and typically are are the items a lot of people lean towards. um, And it's the bulk of what you, what, what you offer. So um, Adidas had a minimum order of 144, uh, it's 144 total pieces, um, that you could order, which is a very doable number, lets you have a little bit wider assortment where Nike adjusted that when they took over, they not only limited the amount of retailers that had access to, um, the official Encore products. So whether it be the jerseys or the Encore shooting shirts, shorts, things of that nature, they limited that to make it more, um, a better business for the teams, but, it also made it more difficult to hit minimum order quantities, which went from 144 with Adidas to 360 for Nike. Um, when you talk about an authentic jersey, you're talking about you know $36,000 for one color and one player. Um, it, it's you know you, you sometimes have to operate like a small business, uh, which a lot of these team stores are because they are just the arena and a one door retail store. Um, you know, some of the other ones, Miami is fairly large, um, Milwaukee and, and LA, but a lot of these, we, we do have to make business decisions and say, Hey, I can't bring that in. Cause I, I can't justify bringing 360 of one color for this guy. So nice thing is a lot of retailers get the access to a blank Jersey. So, uh, like I was saying, Orlando, Nick is really good about, um, offering a lot of customizable options, whether it be with the authentic Jersey um, or the swingman and across different colorways, but, um, it helps you offer, you know, deep into the bench. So you can get, um, God, what's his name again? Ibiza. <laughs> so you can get, prestige. <laughs> oh, there it is. so you can get the, I, I don't think anyone's got a prestige jersey, right? <laughs> but you I can think, get it there. That's what hey, the way you're shooting, the way you're shooting G. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what, if anybody's got a Brad Stikas jersey, that's going to top my big baby jersey I had a few years ago. <laughs> I do like the Glenn. This is a, a Courtney Lee from the uh, finals okay. year. So I'm very proud of that one. Wore that one to LA for a finals game. Uh, but uh, yeah, so so you run into, back to, back to what I was saying, sorry. Um, you run into a lot of issues with just getting the stuff made because you'd love to order 144 of them, but then there's another 220 that other people may buy, may not buy. So then they'll come back, back to you and say an order's canceled because they just didn't hit minimum. So you'll run into that where we have to kind of make decisions on jerseys. The nice thing is Nike keeps the icon jersey 
uh, in stock. So a lot of times teams will at least offer that and have that in players and you have that year round. Um, you'll also a lot of times see that online, uh, even if it's just from a customizable standpoint. Um, <laughs> touching on that too, international orders for customizable, they, they stop them because that's typically a domestic shipping um, for, uh, yeah. for the people who are making the jerseys. So um, we used to get a lot of complaints in Charlotte about why can't I get this jersey? I'm here in, in uh, England or I'm here in Australia. And it was just limited because of the people making the jersey. So, um, so yeah, ordering jerseys is difficult. And then just even Encore gear, some of that stuff is limited to the team. So you may see the Magic wearing a, a black shooting shirt uh, or practice shirt. They won't release it at retail because they want the team to have some unique stuff, to have kind of a, a unique look on court that the fan can't wear. So um, you may see the color come out the following season um, or something of that sort. And then Nike, again, lead times 10 to 12 months oftentimes. So you're you're waiting a long time to get stuff ordered or you're forecasting for stuff to sell um, before you even know who's even on the roster for the next year. See, that's um, going to be one of the issues to start with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're yeah. guessing and that's why you order those blank jerseys. Um, and then the player, you know, will be back or the players, you know, will be back. So uh, in the Magic's case, you know, I'm sure Cole Anthony, they're hitting minimums on um, probably Franz w- uh, Wagner next year. Uh, but, but other guys, they may be chasing or keeping blanks so they can get um, 12, 18, 36 made out of these blanks with one of the two licensees who does custom jerseys. Uh, and, and of course, of course, you've got problems then if, if the player changes his player number, haven't you? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know if I should talk. <laughs> if a player were to change his number, you sometimes get stuck with inventory. Yeah, well, one, Alfred, so. Payton, Alfred Payton, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Payton changed from four to two in Orlando. So, of course, Nick would have had that problem, wouldn't he? Yeah, and, and those with excess stock. Sometimes, you know, you just you have to clearance them out. You have to... Yeah. You have to eat it, or some teams will will write it off instead of um, putting it on clearance. Um, some other, you know, like the, the thing too, and I know that we both are fans of teams that have fanatics for their online provider, which um, from what I understand, if you go to uh, the European NBA store and do do Magic 10, where is it? Mag- what is it? UK, Magic UK? Magic, get Magic UK off. 10. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to hit the promo for you guys. My Apologies, um, <laughs> but you'll see you'll see some of the more you know basic stuff on there at the beginning of the year, um, and then the, the, you'll see the arena, and they have this cool stuff that why isn't it on the website too? And it's just you have the team running the in arena uh, retail and fanatics handling kind of the business for you um, online because if you are a small team, you oftentimes have a smaller department, and operating an online store, especially nowadays is more than one person's full-time job. And, you know, sometimes if Fanatics is willing to pick it up, I mean, why not? They're the best in the business at doing it. Um, and then you can focus on your in-game experience, which is the big thing for the retail teams uh, in arena. So then you can go and go, like, get an item that you can only get at the arena. It's almost like a feather in your cap or a badge of honor where, hey, I went to the store and got this. Or, you know, like Gare, he has a hookup that can send it to him. Yeah, or, or just getting the, or getting the sponsor patches on, isn't just it? Sponsor, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Fanatics weird. oftentimes can't do the the sponsor patch, but it's part of the deal in most teams that they have to have it on their retail product. So again, another badge of honor, literal badge of honor. 
So, <laughs> sorry. I'm, uh, no, mate, I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure, figure out how, how we jumped to this one. Because <laughs> the, this, it is, you, it is you're rare. A softball, but... You're a softball player, mate. <laughs> and it's, I'm, I'm asking you about something I have absolutely no knowledge of. But you were on a softball team with Bo Outlaw. Yeah, yeah, it was. And Bo's been on, Bo's been on the show. We know the kind of guy he is. Tell us about being on that team, the experience, and playing alongside. Was it was it fun? And any stories? Uh, I mean, obviously, it it was a blast. Um, no, I even I busted out our our old jerseys, some of my keepsakes that I had from my Magic softball days. That's a that's a good one. I think Gary would like this Magic softball. And it's <laughs> if you don't know nice. softball, it's it's essentially a bunch of um, old people. Um, when you get to my age, at least, you know, and we're drinking beer before, during and after. Um, but it's, it's basically baseball played with a bigger ball and underhand pitch underhand pitched to people most often. So, um, it's a soft toss. So you kind of can get good. I almost said good wood, which is a baseball term, but you can get a good hit on onto the ball. Um, but it's not like it doesn't fly like a baseball. Baseball can fly out of the stadium. Uh, sorry, Paul. I'm seeing you laughing here. Good um, ones, don't be mad. It's a it's if a it's a legit baseball beer, term. I get good one. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's soft. It's it's underhand pitch baseball essentially, which a lot of times is beer league um, focused, where. You know, you're you're swinging the bat and playing playing the field with one eye open. Um, uh, not necessarily with Bo. Bo is a guy who who runs clean and good on him. Uh, he was, I want to say, he was only a few years out of the league when he started as a community ambassador um, and then hopped on the team. And uh, he was our first baseman. Uh, I would say nothing better than having a first baseman who's six foot eight. Uh, <laughs> when you're when you're throwing the ball, I oftentimes played across the field from him. So. Um, you're able to to really kind of have a better chance of getting the out and throw to a wider uh, range because he could reach it. Um, Bo was a cut up. He <laughs> he was always joking around with folks. I mean, couldn't be a more genuine guy, but he liked to have a good time with it. I don't know that I ever saw him without a, a smile on his face. Maybe if the other team was a little bit frustrating. Um, we had one team we used to play oftentimes, and they had a former Major League Baseball player on their team, so. Basically, every time the guy got up, he'd, he'd rake a home run on us. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think it's just competitive fire that he has, and rightfully so for a guy as you know competitive on a professional court, let alone on a, a very amateur softball field. <laughs> but we had a good time. We did bring a title home to the Magic uh, during that tenure, uh, which was a great run. But it was a team made up of you know people who were uh, community relations staff and people who were, I mean, Otis Smith played a couple of games with us, uh, filling in and his assistant was our ACE pitcher. Um, I mean, she is probably about, I used to say she's the queen of underhanded sports. So if you're playing, uh, bags against her, which is, you know, um, trying to think of what the proper term of the game is, but anything underhanded, she would beat you at no doubt about it. Uh, which included softball, which was good on our end. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say off, I mean, again, we, we would drink our fair share before and after, um, we even had a regular bar and I've brought gear to it called spats and yeah, what a and, place. uh, Ooh, man, it is, it is a place where you go to forget the evening almost. 
Um, but they would, <laughs> we, we would get this thing called a goey, which some people call it a road soda. Um, but we would, we would have something along with us and really playing some good softball, but, um, enjoying ourselves while we're at it. Uh, so um, aside from the softball, what was the go-to drink? What's the go-to beer? Um, I, I want to say it developed to, uh, I, I like a, I like a hazy beer. So back then I, I was leaning more towards a Hefeweizen. So blue moon for here in America was huge at the time. Um, and then typically would use that as a chaser for a, uh, a shot of crown. Um, so <laughs> the crown Royal. So I would, I would enjoy a shot of crown Royal and then, um, sip it down with a Hefeweizen and, um, the goey would, would be a mixed drink because, you know, it needed to pack a little more punch if, if I was limited to just a little styrofoam cup. Um, <laughs> but, but it was good times. I, I, sometimes I probably couldn't tell you some stories from that place, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but we, we, we had, we had a good time playing ball and typically would represent the team pretty well, at least from a competitive standpoint. All right. So we obviously know that you work for the Hornets and the Magic, um, but you got to assist in the development of the store whilst the two new arenas, the Spectrum Centre and the Amway Centre, were being built. Wasn't that right, Lou? So tell us about the experience of, you know, um, giving advice about how it should look. Um, you obviously came to London um, when you came over with my wedding, uh, and we did uh, tour a few uh, soccer stadiums, didn't we? We did. I have a soft spot for Chelsea. I apologize. I hear that there's Liverpool fans in the room. So, oh, sorry, Chelsea lost <laughs> today, so it's all good. <laughs> there's only one. I'm not a big fan. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, just tell us about the experience of um, assisting with that development and you know what you gathered from doing your research here in the UK. Um, oh man, now you're throwing another curveball at me here. <laughs> Research based on the UK. Oh, okay. Um, I, I will say that Chelsea store, and I'm sure you know the other teams there in London and around the UK have something similar. But man, do they do it right! Like, talk about a full experience. It feels like you're walking into a museum. Um, you know, because they have the championships on display. They have everything kind of dynamically presented. Like, I have not seen a, a store that is better kept. Like they have to have hired somebody who's going around just spacing the hangers ever so gently because it, it was yeah. immaculate. Um, and that's something I would have wanted to, you know, I, I did my best to bring to the States. The, the, the difference between I think retail in the States and what I experience of, of retail overseas is um, man, we have a saying here and it's stack them high and let them fly. And a lot of times it's, you just try to put everything you have out there as much as you can and just hope it all sells. Um, item the game is is a great example of that, where you try to make sure everything is available because you don't want to miss that sale if somebody needs a, a size small or medium. But um, but yeah, so I wanted to make sure that you know, especially here in Charlotte, I had a lot more say in the matter. And both stores, I want to say, merchandising was kind of my key. Um, a lot of what I brought to development, and, and they have the architects and the internal design teams that are really you know, kind of coming up with this and pushing forward as well as my director being kind of more of the man on the ground who is um, the direct input. Um, but but just efficiency things and functionality things, um, stuff that a designer may not think of, but a retailer would. So things that you can kind of have your staff, help your staff out, whether, you know, it be storage behind the counter, 
um, you know, rolling racks in the back room um, that, that, you know, we did footwear in, in Orlando or in Charlotte because of the connection with, with MJ. So, you know, you had to have efficient and functional storage. So we were able to get rolling racks. I mean, something as simple as bag wells near the, um, behind the register. So somebody can grab a bag that's ringing you out quicker than if you got to find somewhere to put a hook, um, which can be messy and gross. And, but those are the things that, you know, we were kind of trusted with and, um, and, and, and the things that I had the most input on as far as, um, the design of the store. I mean, what you would see is the merchandising that I would do to kind of bring the design to life. Um, in, in Orlando, it was great because they did a lot of uh, branding within the, the store. So they had nice textured fabric and team colors and um, nice hard court floor on the ground that looks like the actual uh, parquet court uh, in the stadium. So it really brought out a lot of the personality and the design. And then the product really complemented it. And here in Charlotte, it was making sure that our product told the story um, because we had just a plain white like white walled store had little elements of our, our DNA, you know, hexagon shapes and, and honeycombs and such, but um, really wanted to make sure that the product told the story. So that's something we worked on, um, especially opening it up is telling the story of the team and then any other brands you may have partnerships with emphasizing that. So uh, recently we had the partnerships with Jordan brand, especially where you know one third of our store was dedicated to his product. Um, but again, that's expected, you know, when he's your owner. So footwear and and the regular retail product that he has at a foot locker is there, um, as well as the jerseys that up until last year, uh, we were the only ones with the jump man on. So, um, but the same thing is making sure that you have the areas that are meant to stand out, do that. So the, the wall that right when you walk into the team store in Orlando, typically we would have all of the player jerseys we had available there. So people knew exactly what we had, walked right into it. And as far as a retailer goes and grocery stores, the deeper you get in is what we want because the further you're in, the more you see and the more likely you are to buy. Um, so it's kind of, I don't know if it's creating the trap <laughs> to, to bring you in to, to buy, but it's it's telling that story and making sure that, you know, uh, anything in the arena needs to be an experience now. So, so what experience are you kind of making for somebody, even if it's just you trained a staff member appropriately and they gave a great experience that a fan remembered, and then they seek that person out next time or they go to that location next time because they had such a great experience. Um, but yeah, I think design-wise functionality was what I was big on if there was actual structural design and then um, just making sure to, to have the store look right and be ready uh, for whenever we open those doors. Awesome. So, Lewis, you're Hornets fan. How do you see the rest of the season playing out? They're 40 and 38. They've just made the play-in tournament. So I'm guessing they play Cleveland potentially in the uh, first play-in game. How do you see the rest of the season playing out and what's going to be considered a successful season for the Hornets? <laughs> Sure. I, I mean, I think we've already had a pretty successful season because we're locked into a play-in. We're not chasing a spot in the play-in tournament. Um, and then we, we, we've we hit a, a higher win total than we have probably in the last four or five years. I mean, I think the last time we had 40 or more wins was um, right before Nick Batum got an absurdly large contract from us because, you know, him and him and Kemba were playing good ball and they brought Miami Heat to seven games in the first round. And 
Um, but now with them having 40 wins and the potential to get above 500, uh, which is likely with five home game or five games left, um, that's big in itself, especially for a team that's young. Um, LaMelo Ball is still 19. Miles Bridges is, I want to say, 23, um, 22 for P.J. Washington and so on and so forth. So um, it's a team that I think has fallen on some hard times um, with Gordon Hayward out. Uh, I mean, we play some of our best ball when he's healthy. So him being out has has hurt the team uh, and hurts the depth. But um, but yeah, I think a successful year would be um, getting out of the play-in tournament and into a standard playoff scenario. Uh, so as that seven or eight seed um, to actually get a series to play and just bring some playoff basketball back to the city. Um, the city needs it. Uh, the football team hasn't really been doing it. We just got an MLS team here starting this year. Um, but again, they're six games in, I would say so <laughs> into their livelihood. So the, the Hornets winning some games would be huge for the city. Um, and, and I think they have the potential to surprise some folks. I mean, there's definitely talent. And one of the upsides too, of Hayward being out is Hayward's coming back tonight. So, or is back today. So, um, so, so you get a guy back who should be healthy and is an impact player for you, um, on a team that at least lately has been playing some pretty good basketball. So I think, I think, uh, going to the regular playoffs, even if it's a loss in the first round would be a successful year and would prove that these young guys kind of have something good going on here and that our coaches is, is actually doing what was promised, which was develop these players into, um, you know, professional contributors and, and, and even more so. Yeah. I, I just want to, make a point there you mentioned the Carolina Panthers you are not a Carolina Panthers fan are you uh, young Lewis I proudly wear my my pewter and red here I grew up in the Tampa Bay area so I am a buccaneer through and through looking forward to seeing Brady wearing some creamsicle orange next year um anything Tampa Bay except for basketball and soccer here uh but lightning Tampa Bay Rays Tampa Bay Buccaneers definitely not those dirty Oakland Raiders but uh, that's for another time. Vegas Raiders, you're right. Jeez. <laughs> I, I listened back a little bit. I tried. I mean. <laughs> I, I don't know how to come back from that, to be fair. He's <laughs> <laughs> been through the back catalog. My so, apologies. Um, I was really digging hard, so. That's <laughs> all right. But you, you lot will be crying this year when, when the old man gets injured and uh, you don't win another Super Bowl. Man, I'll tell you what, backup quarterback isn't is an issue. But um, you know, unlike the Raiders, we um we have a Super Bowl recently, so at least we can hang our hat on. No, I'm just <laughs> outrageous. This is outrageous. Who invited this guy on? No, just it's okay. No, hey, hey it's car is gonna have car's got a lot of targets there. So car, good on car, him, is, I think. car is underrated. G G slangs Derek Carr a lot, but uh he's got the best wide receiver in the league now. So uh watch out. Don't think Mikey knows who Mike Evans is, but how there we go. Gee, anyway, how much have, anyway. gee, how much have you paid Lewis to say all of this sort of stuff anyway? <laughs> I haven't. He's a Buccaneer, mate. He, he knows Not what's tr- right. True Buccaneer fan since when they were really terrible back in, you know, the late 80s and early 90s. So, Not like some of these bandwagon fans, is that what you're saying? Okay. <laughs> Loyal to a fault, yeah. I was, I, I, when I was a Magic fan, you guys would respect this, is in 96 when Shaq left. Um, huge magic fan. I was at the time 
Um, he left the next day, his seven foot cardboard cutout that was in my room was by the garbage can. Cause I was a magic fan at the time through and through <laughs> didn't need to be anybody else. It was all about the team. So very satisfying win when I think it was Horace Grant playing center and they won that Christmas day game that they should not have won at all. Definitely. So you go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> go on. And so obviously you, you've had the Mr. Michael Jordan as, as your boss um, in recent years. So oh, yeah. have you been, have you, did you get to meet him? How was he? Any story uh, you can share? I've only met him a couple of times. Um, he is very much, and I don't want to say hands off because I know that he has his hands in the pot where, where it really is necessary. Um, but, but he, he really trusts his staff. That's what I've experienced. A couple of times I've met him. Um, and it was when we opened up the new store was the last time that I really got a chance to talk to him. And it was me and his assistant, uh, his brother, one of his, or both of his brothers worked for the team and very talented men as well. Just weird saying family works for the team. And then like, Oh, of course they do, but really talented guys that were ready for their, or, or right for their job. But getting a chance to talk to him about the store, like when nobody's around him, he's able to kind of be a probably himself um, instead of having to be this icon and always have people tapping him on the shoulder. And, you know, it was weird hearing Michael Jordan saying like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we could put some, you know, elephant print on that wall or put some of this on this wall and just being able to give input on just the look of the store, which I wouldn't have thought would have been anything that crosses mine. I, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. And, um, you know, I, don't, I, I would say I remember exactly what we talked about. A lot of it was store operations. And I just remember thinking in my head, don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. This is Michael Jordan, but don't be an idiot. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Just, just be, you're okay. You're okay. And kind of talking myself off the ledge while I'm sitting there having a conversation with, you know, arguably the most popular uh, or famous man in the world. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Stories that I have, again, not much. The, the one story I would say, and this is one that I've gotten hearsay on, but uh, there was rumor that a intern in the basketball operations side uh, was wearing some Adidas sneakers. This is when Adidas was still the the encore provider. And they used to give stuff to the team and he was wearing some Adidas sneakers. And I guess MJ saw him wearing these shoes um, and, and made sure that he took them off immediately and walked to his desk to go get a proper pair of shoes on uh, because he wasn't going to have him with <laughs> that Adidas nonsense. when he's, he is the foremost basketball footwear aficionado. Um, but, and that was the thing. He just, it was kind of with Charlotte. You just didn't wear Adidas unless it was maybe the on-court stuff. You know, you stayed away from the three stripes or anything that wasn't a jump man. You could get away with some Nike stuff. Uh, so you could get the swoosh, but that thing it jump man all the way. And you kind of drink the Kool-Aid. I mean, I have a dozen now and I've probably gotten rid of a dozen more um, <laughs> shoes that are, are jump man. And, um, but I would say that's the best story I heard is where he made a, made an intern walk barefoot back to his desk so that he could put on a, a pair of Jordans instead of wearing the, the dirty Adidas he had on. <laughs> nice. I'd be no use because I'm an I'm an Adidas man. I look uh, all about their trainers. Always about their <laughs> good thing in the interview nowadays would be like through a Zoom call from the chest up so he wouldn't even see you wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> Ample time to get some uh, some Nikes or some some Jordans on your feet. 
Yeah. Oh, th- thank you for that, Lou. Um, just before we um, just get to the next section, have you um, have you tried lava bread since you uh, stayed over at my parents' house? Mm. That you know what? I don't pass up a meal all that often. Um, and and I think I did pretty good on some English fare. I know I know you were very surprised when I visited that I liked mushy peas, um, which are delicious. They're good they're man. salty mashed good up man. peas. They're, they're delicious. Why wouldn't you like that? But um, exactly. <laughs> Tell so this my bread. friend in the top right hand corner who wouldn't have them when we were in Whitby. <laughs> <laughs> you have, it, it's the law. You've got to have they're green mashed potatoes. Fish and chips. Come on, <laughs> green <laughs> mashed <delicious>. potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lewis has done yeah. a deep dive here. He's gone back through a few episodes. <laughs> no, no, no. I was talking about mushy peas because I remember. You took me for near the London Eye. You took me to get fish and chips. And it was that kind of a chain place. It wasn't a mom and pop. Um, but you made sure I got mushy peas and you were very surprised that I liked them. Very surprised. Yeah. I think we were drinking ciders while we were doing it too. Uh, <laughs> that was a good time. I think I was on like a 32-hour run when you picked me up from the uh, from the train station. It was something <laughs> like right. that. He was, he was like, you want to go... T- take a nap or do you want to go see like the bells at buckingham palace or the guard change and i was like let's roll let's do it <laughs> i think 12 hours later yeah. it was it was fourth of july also so it was american visiting it was, it was. on the fourth of july i met abe lincoln near uh near parliament didn't know he had a statue <laughs> there uh <laughs> and uh i think we were drinking out till about midnight and we crashed at his best man's uh apartment that was uh nearby it was it was a great time but um but yeah lava bread is the worst thing i've tasted in my life your dad tried to put it on on a welsh breakfast which was very much like the english breakfast and you know had had you know the baked beans and the the blood sausage and all fine by me um but then he busted out with this stuff and it looked like stewed spinach or it looked like uh here in the south we have something called collard greens uh, which are delicious. They're cooked with, you know, fat, fat, pork, fat back. And, you know, I thought they might be that. Um, but I guess this is like fish oil and seaweed and like, it's, yeah, ed- edible seaweed, basically. It, it was the worst thing so, that's uh, ever been in my face. And it has created nightmares, uh, for me <laughs> since then. Um, I don't eat it by the way. I don't like it either. <laughs> On the is other- this why you've not been back to the UK since G's wedding? <laughs> 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 maybe <laughs> it played into it i can't believe you made them uh feed me that no hey i will say his <laughs> folks are are legendary they are uh two fantastic people i would just never eat any food that they gave me ever again <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding no no if i want to go back to the uk gare put me on to nando's so i love nando's but we have like three of them in america and the closest one is in washington dc six hours away but um, but I do keep Nando sauce handy. It works with just about anything. Uh, <laughs> so Gary would be proud of me for, for still chopping, uh, chopping on that. <laughs> I have never but, been in a Nando's. What? What is wrong? You've never what? been to a Nando's? That's terrible. Never been to a... You have a go at me yeah. for not eating mushy peas and you've never been to Nando's. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Some would say I'm more British than you are since I've been Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it I'll is get bags for, now. I'm on my way. See you. <laughs> <laughs> for, for an American visiting, though, I really liked it because it was one of the few places that did free refills, 
and had ice for their drinks. Um, shoot, I went into a restaurant and I think I got like steak and chips and I asked for a soda and the lady brought it out to me and I was like, can I get, can I get some ice for this? And I'm pretty sure she brought two cubes out with her. It might've been one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> we like our drinks cold. There is that sort of here. temperature difference between the UK and Orlando though, isn't there? Let's be fair. There's not, that, oh, there's not that true. many weeks of the year that we need ice in a drink here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Gare's Gare's parents kept the soda on the countertop, um, which was which was new to me. Um, and then I think eggs were kept out too, which is something we don't do over here. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But we don't we don't do a lot of things right around here. I'll be the first to admit that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave I'll leave it at that. You take it as it as it is. <laughs> um, also, Gary, your jersey's uh, making me uh, making me think about something I saw on the Magic's website, and I'm curious if you which, own well, a the, pair the of, of this year's City Edition underwear. No, I don't. I don't well, yet. Buddy. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul, they'll be on sale if you want them. Just wait. <laughs> they'll be I'm, I'm listen. I, as soon as you mentioned G and underwear, I zoned out. That is not. <laughs> <laughs> so I shouldn't say G dancing in underwear. That Definitely no. not. Paul's the, Paul's the dancer. Paul's the dancer. <laughs> yeah, get the floss going. <laughs> I would love to see that. You and your Adidas. <laughs> Lovely. <sighs> quality. Quality. <laughs> right. Gonna have to cut it there and do a few predictions for this week ahead. Um, oh, we've got to be sensible now. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. It's all right. We got a, we got a quiz to come as well, and Lewis is hanging around for the quiz because um, yeah, it should be good. It should be good. So since our last episode, the magic went zero and four, which somebody might be delighted about in this uh, in this uh, recording. There might be two people who are delighted about it. <laughs> oh, is there a tanker? Somebody's rooting anyway, for a tank. Yeah. Well, Mikey went 0 and 4, predicted it correctly. I, I went 1 and 3, and Paul went 2 and 2, as did Gary. Oh, wait, so I thought I went 1 and 3. Oh, did you? Oh, don't worry. Yeah, uh, well, we got okay, it wrong. I'm not that optimistic. We got it wrong. <laughs> I know I'm anyway. kind of a guy, <laughs> the glass is always half full, but geez, I'm not that bad. <laughs> we are, we are nosediving, mate, and we are, we are aiming for that bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I was just predicting that we'd beat Washington. That was it. Yeah, you were right. You were right. And um, so the season standings, I think Mikey's already won it because he's uh, 10 and 9. I'm in second at 8 and 11. And Paul's third with 7 and 12. Incorrect. Wooden Spoon um, champion again. Wooden Spoon, yeah. I'll be in the post again. Uh, I, um, I haven't so won it, G. I haven't won it. I updated it this morning. Have you not yet? I, no, I think I'm 9 and 9 and you're 8 and 10. Okay, I think anyway, you've updated it on our on our on our notes. And uh, did I did I do it on the wrong it one? It. Yeah, yeah. So we so all you can do is tie me next week. We've got one week. Oh, left. does that's, that mean we've got to that, avoid the whole fine. season? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No. Don't I'm, worry I'm about it. Don't shenanigans. Worry about it. Calling shenanigans. <laughs> clearly, there's been a good scorer is beating a good player here. <laughs> <laughs> there's some fiddling going so on. So we. Scores. Tell you what, that well, magic moment's table looks me. a bit lopsided, though, doesn't it? Eh? 
why you should make sure you put your entries in, shouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> right, I think anyway, still beating me on that. <laughs> Even though you've right, missed the rest, I still beat That's true. Me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I've not missed one. So we. <laughs> How many times, Paul? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know I like to talk. Rain it in, G. Come on. Okay. Four <laughs> games to go before we record our final episode of the season on Monday the 11th of April. We play the New York Knicks on Sunday night at 11pm UK time. We face the Cleveland Cavaliers on Wednesday at midnight. We play Lewis's Charlotte Hornet in Charlotte on Friday. Will you be going? Uh, probably not, man. I got a, I got a newborn. I got a, I got to play it yeah. right now. So, <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. And um, and then we finish the season against the Miami Heat next Sunday. Time is to be confirmed. Um, and our very own Connell and Gary will be at that game. So they're the four games. Um, I'll go to Lewis first. How will the Magic fare in those four games? All right, so uh, we'll start with with the Knicks here. Knicks look like they're just on the outskirts of playoff. Um, don't look like they're going to come nipping on the ten seed heel. So um, knowing knowing New York, they'll probably start crashing. Um, but I don't want to give you guys that win because I really want you guys to be Cleveland. So that's what I'll be rooting for. We need Cleveland to lose here in Charlotte to kind of help us potentially jump over them. So I'm going to say it's a uh, oh man, it's a loss to New York on Sunday night. I think you'll have a lot of those those New Yorkers that live in Florida. They're going to come. They're going to raid Amway Center. You're going to hear all about you know their their pizza being better and 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 things of that nature. And also that night, their basketball team will be the better of both teams. Uh, <laughs> but Tuesday, Tuesday is a game for the Magic because only real fans show up on Tuesday. And they're going to beat those dirty Cavaliers. I'm saying a lot of dirty stuff here, and I'm, I'm meaning the exact word "dirty." It's my favorite uh, favorite adjective. That's uh, okay. Yeah, I think I think you beat Cleveland. Um, you know, a lot of times teams down the stretch have spoilers happen, and um, unfortunately for the Magic, um, their tank will be spoiled that night. We're going to say a dub for the Magic against Cleveland on Tuesday night. Then in Charlotte, we've had Terry Rozier calling for fans to come out and. That people are getting excited about some playoff basketball. So I think you're going to have a tough game here in Charlotte. It's going to be a game of the backcourt with Mello and, and Cole kind of going back and forth. Um, but Hayward will probably tip the scales. And Miles Bridges has just been super consistent all year long. Um, also, if you want to check out like his most improved player stuff that the Hornets are putting out, it's really a nice assortment of, of uh, production that they've done. Uh, for that push and Miami, Miami's just playing some of the best basketball of anyone this year. Um, and I hate saying it. You know what? I'm going to say it. You guys beat Miami because man of any team, I'd love to see Orlando win against. And, and even Gary would be surprised beat Miami. We need that. Have them go in reeling a little bit from losing to you guys. Hopefully it doesn't mess up your seating too much, but again, we have the lottery that can always adjust things. Uh, to bringing you guys and guaranteeing you number one. Uh, as a Hornets fan, we went from eight to three and lucked out and got the number one talent a couple of years ago. So I think it's a, a two and two week losses to the Knicks and the Hornets, wins against Cleveland and Miami, which are would be two great wins going into an offseason yeah. for a young team. 
Yeah, absolutely. Paul? I won four. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm, I'm taking my to the ground. I'm going to try and finish on a high. <laughs> a high finishing over four. A high on a low. <laughs> I, 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 I do think that we can actually beat the Cavs, but I'm going over four. Just because I yeah. want to take it from Mikey so as he can't go for it. <laughs> Is Jalen going to be back near the uh, these last few games, or are they holding him holding him back? I don't think yeah, so. Um, yeah. I'm okay. Franz. You're going to get to know course. the name Iggy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it looks like RJ Hampton's getting some good run too, right? Yep. Improving. Yeah. He is. He's he right. is playing some reasonable ball. It's. Yes. It, the problem is we're, we're keeping out. We're keeping out Wendell Carter Jr. You know, we're resting players. Mark Howell's only playing 20 minutes a game. And um, Wagner's yeah, you can see, you, you can, you can yeah. see by the rotation, um, fourth quarter, that you know, how the team's headed, shall we say. So <laughs> I loved your optimism, Lou. <laughs> that was for you. I'm a uh, guest. So <laughs> you're great. Thank you. Uh, Mikey? Oh, four. There you go. Yeah, you can't have it um, now. Yes, no, no, you can't. No, we're not changing the rules. The two weeks to go. This is not. This is not on. Not a chance. The game. The game that worries me is the Knicks because they're they're down and out. Thirty four and forty four. They're not making the play in. They're going to probably be trying to improve their odds, should we say? But we've already seen Wagner's out. Well, he certainly went down with an injury last night. I don't think we'll see Wagner the rest of the way. I don't think Suggs will be coming back. We've already gone through all of that. Um, it's going to be G League players. Iggy's going to get plenty of time. Admiral Schofield's going to get time. Devin Kennedy. Um, yep. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, looking, well, I'm looking forward to the end of the season. <laughs> we don't <laughs> normally say, say enthusiasm that. Enthusiasm is it a... Is it a it's not at a premium at the moment, is it? We're, not at all. It, we are struggling to find anything to be excited about. Let's be fair. No, exactly. but we're still here and we're still pu- pumping out the content. Still rooted. You know, no other team is podcast every week and, not, you know, being the worst team in the league. So there we go. Um, i got to go different because i got to try and catch uh, young Michael there. So I'll go one and three. And I will say we will beat the New York Knicks on Sunday, hopefully. Well, I say hopefully. I, I don't want to fall out of that <laughs> first seed for the tank. <laughs> I know I need one of those tank helmets like um, like they had on the Six Man Show with Jonathan. <laughs> I had last year. That was that was quality. So content. so let me ask a question. Right since then. the timing's so on, weird. With I'm sorry, it's, since the timing's so weird though. Are you guys going to stay up and watch those games? Or is that oh, like man. DVR watch the next day? It's uh, um, NBA League Pass the next League day. Pass, man. <laughs> I like there, there, there are, there are some, like some. I mean, we've got, you've got to, we've got to give a shout out to Angus and Gary and um, I can't think of the other guys' names who always stay up and watch. It doesn't matter what time the, the game tips, Ross, they are sat watching Ian. the game live. Uh, yeah. Incredible, incredible dedication. Um, and I don't know how they're doing it with some of the basketball that we're watching at the moment. A lot of alcohol. Incredible dedication. 
You know what, mate? Yeah. A lot of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I'm staying up that late for that. Yeah. No, no, that definitely. I agree, Paul. Right then, magic trivia time. Paul's favourite time of the week. Um, so Lewis having worked with the magic. So this is all gonna be um Orlando players that played, you know, going back to probably yeah, about two thousand. Um, I've given you three each, and all I want you to tell me is what college they went to. Of course, with the NCAA happening this weekend, so I'm going to tell you the player, and if you can tell me their college, score a point. Okay, so let's go. So, Paul, I know your your knowledge has been the last couple of years, so I've made it I've made yours a little bit easier. All right. So, hey, <laughs> I, I'm going to I'm going to uh, if it's not. Franz with Michigan, I think I'm done. <laughs> so if, if Franz is not one of the questions, I'm out. Well, you're wrong. Franz, he's never played it? for the Hornets. <laughs> oh God, right? Okay, I didn't realize it was. No, 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 not with the oh, Hornets. Is that no, not just joint? The magic, just the magic. Oh, no, just the just magic. The, All right, okay. Just the magic. Just the I'll magic. Take it back, so we'll go to Paul we'll first. We'll go to Paul. So one of our our other rookie, Jalen Suggs. Did he go um, to? Uh, I'm actually struggling on college names. Uh, Duke? No, afraid not. Does anyone want to hazard a guess? Gonzaga. Go. Gonzaga is correct. I take no notice of, any of the college stuff at all. <laughs> uh, do you not? Right. Okay, let me give you a really easy one. JJ Reddick. Uh... Florida? Did he go to a Florida college? <laughs> well, I don't, think, I don't even know if you got one, man. I've got no idea. In Paul's, t- in Paul's What was defense. your last answer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was your last answer? Um, what's it? Michigan. <laughs> no. that, was, that was my last answer. Duke. Duke is correct. Hey. There we go. Oh. No idea on this. <laughs> sorry, mate. Sorry. Um, the, the last one I had for you was Mo Bamba. Um, <laughs> just think of a big state. Big, think of a big state. <laughs> That's not going to help. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, Jay. I've got no idea, man. You know what? You, you know what? I mean, even when it comes to the draft, I literally. The night, a couple of nights before, look at, oh, all right, okay, what's the sort of, the, I'll have a quick look at the prospects. I've got no idea. I don't follow it at all. Hey, no, I have no man. idea. So, Southern California. No. Uh, it's close. <laughs> <laughs> it's Texas. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I remember him saying it was a lot, is it Longhorn? Yeah. That's it. That's it. You did know, or well, you've learnt it now, anyway. anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Who wants to go next, Lewis or Mikey? You got Lewis go next. Yeah, I guess they both okay. prefer me to have another set of answers. <laughs> <laughs> Get the comedy value. Up. <laughs> Watch, he knows everyone you ask me, though. I'm sure. Right, Lewis, <laughs> Nick Anderson. Oh man! Now all of a sudden, I'm going going blank. Of course, I know Nick. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, uh, Illinois, Illinois, yeah, Illinois. Spot yeah, on. He had the right. shirts on when he came on the pod. 
He did. I didn't get an he ulcer. <laughs> no. Right. Uh, somebody who was uh, on the Magic the year after the finals run, Ryan Anderson. Oh, crud. Um, oh, that's awful. I, I can't think of it. I, I feel like it's a West Coast school. So I'm going to go yes. with California. California Cal- Golden Bears. Yes. Spot on. Right. And if you don't get this one, something wrong. Chucky <laughs> Atkins. Oh, well. So there's this small you can, school. You can tell the story here. Out of Tampa. Um, it's called the University of South Florida. It is my alma mater. Um, a lot of people say, why is it the University of South Florida? It's in Tampa. There's so much more underneath Tampa. Uh, but when it came about, it was the southernmost public university uh, in Florida. So that's why it's called University of South Florida. Uh, final answer for Chucky Atkins. Go Bulls. Well done. My favorite Magic set. player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Three out of three. I'll right, Mikey. Go on then. Nelson. Jameer Nelson. Oh, uh, I don't. I should know this, but I can't uh, remember. Think of where the team went um, for the bonding trips in, you know, when Dwight Howard was there. They went to his home city. Well, I know it's Philly, but I can't remember what the college is. Lewis knows. Lewis knows. St. Joseph's. St. Joseph's, that's it. St. Joseph's, yeah. Right, next one. Vince Carter. Why do I not know Vince they Carter? Might, they, might, they, might, they might be playing tonight. Well, you just gave it away then. They might be playing tonight. <laughs> Hopefully they're losing tonight. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who's in the uh, who do who are Duke playing. I, don't, I genuinely bitter, don't know. Bitter rivals. Should I, could I uh, on, a Baylor Paul. one? A Baylor one. Are they a color? Uh, Baylor's not in it anymore. All oh, right. Okay. I'm happy. I just came up with another college. <laughs> the name disappeared from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mikey. Um, Michael Jordan went to this college. Oh, North Carolina. There you go. Correct. Right. And this one now is probably the trickiest one I've given you. So I thought you'd walk those two. Um, Aaron Aflalo. Is it a West Coast college? Yes, it is. That narrows it down. But uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go USC as a guess. It's not USC. Lewis, do you want to? I mean, if if I'm guessing the opposite of of him in the same city is UCLA. UCLA, he's got it. He's and I wouldn't it. have gotten that if he wouldn't have gotten USC wrong. I, I wouldn't have gotten that at all. <laughs> right, one little bonus uh, part to the quiz. Um, we've got a couple of ex-Orlando Magic players who came from high school. So can you tell me, between the three of you, what high school they came from? Sorry, Paul, again. Between the two um, of you. It <laughs> 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 right. might only be Mikey on this one. Woo. Right. The first one is Dwight Howard. 
Was it Mount Zion Christian Academy? No, I think that'll be another guy, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm got, yeah, that's right. I know who that is. I know it's one of them. Because oh. I tried the hard, I used to try so hard to try and get this jersey into the store when I was in Orlando, especially. Um, but I can never get them to, to approve it. I know the colors are like maroon and white. But the name of the school is just totally escaping me. And I, I believe it was a like a church school also. So it had like a, a church's name to it. Was. it. Oh. Yeah, it, oh. is. it was. I've decided to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember so, it. So though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm just going to go with, um, for somewhere, it's come out of the back of my mind. I think it's a Southwest Atlanta Christian Academy. Oh, absolutely spot on, Paul. <laughs> well it said S-A-C-A on the jersey. Now I remember. Thank you, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, if only right. it was high schools and not colleges, he asked you earlier, you'd have been absolutely I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> if only I'd have right. thought about typing in quickly beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the next one is uh, Mikey's favourite player of all time, Tracy McGrady. Mount Zion Christian Academy. Say it again, mate. Mount Zion Christian Academy. Yeah. So, well done, everybody. So, thank you, Lewis, for joining really? us. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure. No, hey, thank you. I, 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 you know, some of the guests you guys have had on here have been fantastic. I loved your Galanti episode, um, and anything with. Dan Savage, which next time you meet him, make sure you say Savage. That's what we called him in Orlando was Dan <laughs> Savage. Um, I think that's the proper pronunciation. When they say Dan Savage Savage, it's Dan Savage Savage. Um, so <laughs> throw that at him. That might uh, ring a bell for him and give him a laugh. Uh, but no, it's been it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it, guys. And oh man, you got a Hornets fan who's listening to an Orlando Magic podcast um previously now and going forward that's cool it's, it's been fun. really fun <laughs> it's been it has. thank you so uh, much and it's we look forward fun. to um you coming to the uk next mate you just let me know when and uh, you know we'll be sure to look after look after you mate so, i'll be when is chelsea playing cardiff uh not for a long time mate <laughs> cardiff i'm very good they're <laughs> <laughs> awful <laughs> I'd so, rather see a win, you know. <laughs> yeah. Play Cardiff, uh, you're fine. Or Leeds. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I'm not. I just, I was just waiting for the bottom corner to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Thank you, Lou. And um, so, as always, thank you everybody for listening and watching. Please subscribe to the podcast and hit the notification button as to not miss any future episodes. Uh, make sure to visit the website orlandomagicuk.com for all the latest news. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. All can be found at Orlando Magic UK. All the links are featured in the podcast description. Uh, keep an eye out for us popping. Um, I've left it from last week. <laughs> Ignore that bit. Uh, so for Mikey, Paul, myself, and Lewis, until next time, go magic.